The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. John saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water and this, for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. We've all had that moment in a group when we've been talking to someone, maybe for quite some time, with great interest and engagement. And then another person, you know, comes over to join the conversation. And you want to introduce the two of them, but for the life of you, you suddenly cannot remember the name of the first person you're talking to. And so you say something to the second person who's just come over, something like, Tony, I want you to meet my fascinating conversation partner here. (laughs) And you hope that Tony extends his hand politely and introduces himself with something like, Hi, I'm Tony. Nice to meet you. And that your first conversation partner does likewise, getting you out of the jam. Well, John the Baptist this morning has no such name synapse problem. You may remember that last week, John baptized Jesus in the River Jordan. John knew who Jesus was. This morning, John goes beyond simply knowing who Jesus was. He announces with great enthusiasm to those gathered around him that 
This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John was ready to tell the world not only who Jesus was, but what Jesus meant. When we introduce ourselves, how do we do it? It depends on the context, of course. Sometimes our name alone is enough. Sometimes we're asked where we're from or what we do or why we're here. The context is also important when we introduce someone to someone else, to other people. We'll say their name, at least. We might say how we met them or offer a common interest that might link the two who are meeting. The stakes feel a little higher when we introduce someone to a person or situation or set of people that are very important to us. You might imagine, for instance, or remember bringing home your first girlfriend or boyfriend home. How important that was. And maybe how nervous you were. When we make introductions, we're saying something about who we are and what we care about. In the church right now, we're in the season of Epiphany. And for centuries now, the church has observed this season after the Christmas season. And just as the Christmas season helps us to commemorate the birth of Jesus, so does the season of Epiphany show how the world was introduced to the message of Jesus. During Epiphany, we'll hear for eight weeks, I believe, stories about the spread of the awareness of Jesus' identity and his attributes and his powers and his teachings. And the people who inhabit Jesus' world become more and more aware of who he is and are shown responding to that knowledge. Now, liturgically, we celebrate the season of Epiphany between the seasons of Christmas and Lent. But in fact, for members of the church, it must always be Epiphany. Always. Regardless of the season being celebrated in the church calendar. Because we must always be about introducing the world to the way that God is working in Jesus Christ. Now here is where we might begin to get a little nervous. What is he asking us? To do. We might be nervous in the same way as we might be nervous when we're making an important introduction. Will this person or these people feel the same way that I feel about this person I'm introducing them to or this activity? How is it that we might introduce people to Jesus and the way God is working in and through Jesus Christ. Well, I suggest we might get a clue today from the way that Jesus introduces himself today in the Gospel passage from John. Jesus finds himself faced with a couple of seeking people who want to know where he's staying. On the surface, of course, they mean where Jesus is living, where he's eating, where he's sleeping, where he's domiciled at the moment. But I think their question is actually deeper. I think it's a deeper question. 
They're asking for fellowship of a soulful, spiritually life-giving sort that will sustain them to the very core of their being. They want to connect with Jesus and connect with the God that they can sense He is sharing with them and proclaiming to them. They're hungry. They're hungry for God, although they might not have used precisely that language. And Jesus' response in this passage, I find refreshingly light and casual even. Come and see. No big promises of miracles or healings or profound teachings or anything. Just, just come and see. He introduces himself with an invitation. No strings attached. Come and see. Now, whenever I hear this passage read and and reminded of Jesus saying, come and see, I'm reminded of a story that happened in my own life, and I'm pretty sure I've told this story from this pulpit and maybe elsewhere in this church, in a forum. I guess it's part of what you might call my testimony in evangelical language. And I feel like I'm in sort of good company. John the Baptist repeats his testimony at least twice in the gospel this morning. And I guess I could do worse than imitating John the Baptist. But I do apologize if you've heard this before. Nearly 24 years ago, a woman named Kathy introduced me to the church. Kathy was the choir director of the choir, the chapel choir, at the university where I was studying, where I had just begun graduate school, and I sang in her choir. And I can truthfully say I was a depressed and miserable person. And I was spiritually seeking. She could tell, she could read me like a book. And she invited me to her parish for the early service one Sunday morning before choir rehearsal And before the service that we led up at the school chapel. And during that service, I came to know in a very real and powerful and unmistakable way that God was real. And God knew me and God loved me. And I was hooked. Now, it wasn't quite as simple as that. I'd been prepared for that moment in ways that I never would have realized at that moment. So it wasn't as sudden, perhaps, as I imagined it to be. But nevertheless, six months after that introduction, I was baptized. And I promised, with God's help and with the help of the body of Christ, to follow Jesus Christ. And I've been in church on Sunday mornings pretty much ever since. I know that each of us has contact with people in our lives who have shared with us their struggles, 
spiritual and otherwise, their challenges as well as their joys, have really shared themselves with us. People who have shared with us a longing for something deeper in their lives, who find themselves questioning the goodness of God when horrible things happen like they did in Tucson last week or natural disasters like in Queensland or in Brazil or the continuing heartbreak in Haiti. They question the goodness of God. People who find themselves looking for community, even one that is not perfect. Well, we have an introduction we can make for those people. It may be a little scary. It may be feel like may feel like we're uh, making ourselves vulnerable. After all, being here at Trinity is really important to us. It's part of who we are. We might be a little bit afraid that someone else might not feel the same way. But we do have an introduction that we can make. An introduction with an invitation. And it's very simple. No strings attached. Just come and see. Amen.